people's champ is here. Checking in, present. <laughs> Feel me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Belly of the beast, been there, done that. Okay, in this bitch like beat, fuck off, dumbass. Okay, blah, da, blah, da, blah, 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 who's man? Talking all that rah, rah, who cares? Belly of the beast, been there, done that. Okay, in this bitch like beat, fuck off, dumbass. Okay, blah, da, blah, da, blah, blah, who's man? Talking all that rah, rah, who cares? Ixnake, my mellow tambourine on my cerebellum C-notes. Knew I was damn Marino and had to tell him feel like. I don't care what you feel like. My gems is raw and uncut. Still every word is water, boy. No Adam Sandler. Energy on thermostat. You tamper, damn it, through a tantrum. Sweat that you a stand-up guy. Your vibe is more like doing stand-up. Had to amplify my spirit. Stream of conscious nigga trying to ball. I shot my shot and niggas threw their hands up. Got a thing for dead men on paper. Ooh, they super handsome. Pause or whatever. I don't do my thing. I do the damn one. Man's on fire. Wonder who is holding you for ransom. I need a peace of mind and you leeching minds. Belly of the beast. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I'm with a, a very special guest. I've known about this man for quite some time. We're, we're uh, six degrees separated and now we're, I guess... Not even, we're like a arm's we're like length. Mad close. Mad close. Like mad close right now. It's crazy. And um, physically, he's he he uh, grew up about what did you say, like ten minutes outside of Chicago, somewhere yeah, somewhere about, around there. This is about cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm here with Kembe X. He's a he's a rapper. He's a he's a mogul. Yeah. Singer songwriter, uh, folk trap. Hell yeah. I'm I'm like a pioneer. Can you do the sorts. banjo? Um, nah, but I yodel. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, we got to start the podcast with a yodel then. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, like I do this high pitch singing though. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, if like a white guy in a cowboy hat was doing it, you'd be like, this nigga's yodeling. Shit. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, man. That's I almost broke it out, but I'm not going to. No, no, you got you got to save it. You know, sure. that's 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 for like a Netflix thing or something documentary. <laughs> exactly, the black man who can yodel. This guy gets it. <laughs> but but yeah, man, like I like we've we're literally been we've been removed just barely. Like I uh, I've told the listeners on the podcast I've been obsessed with uh, Chicago as of lately. Um, anywhere from I've had uh, Fem Dot on, um, the homie, uh, lyrical lemonade, of course, uh, um, Boathouse. Um, Boathouse. Xavier Holidays. There's a there's quite a few artists, and mm-hmm. it's it's cool to see that. I was telling. I don't know if you know Xavier Holidays. But, I'm not familiar. Um, I'm like, who is? Ooh, he he's dope. Okay, I but bet. it's crazy. A lot of Chicago artists are coming out to Seattle lately to for tour. Yeah. And um, I told Xavier that the Chicago mob actually like helped build Seattle. Like, and this is a fact I learned. Like in the like 70s or 80s oh the actual mob. yeah they came here to seattle <laughs> is <laughs> that fucking crazy. wild yeah yeah the chicago mob fucking yeah al capone in them yeah yeah there it's we crazy. go and i've uh <clears throat> excuse me so i've heard like it's a little bit of a meme now but like at one point there was a meme about you being signed to good music and then there's like stuff about like you being signed to TDE. So I'm confused about the TDE part now. Like I know you're you're managed by Musa. Uh-huh. But does are you more of like uh are you more of like a Snoop Dogg where it's like he's not <laughs> part of NWA but he's like associated with NWA or how, how does that work for you? You know that's a really good way to put it yeah. actually. I mean yeah, the 
<laughs> now I'm like at liberty to tell this story, mm. um, honestly. So, um, and I'm gonna try to keep it brief. Right. So I've been I've been in LA since I was 19. Okay, and that was you know I turned. It was a week after I turned 19, and I turned 28 in August. So it's been nine years. Um, and I moved out there with Isaiah Rashad. Mm. Um, and initially in 2014, there was a moment where um top was like yo next week i'm finna have your paperwork printed up you know i'm gonna sign and then like it was just through a series of events you know i think at that time um sizzle was starting to move with i believe the project was z mm. um oxymoron had just came out you know kendrick is like um <clears throat> just did the control verse bt cypher yeah. like there's very much a steep incline going on you know what i mean and i'm in the house and at the time, the Carson House recording. Mm -hmm. And I just think that kind of got lost in the fold. And then there was a lot of shit where, like, I just, you know, I didn't have the best attitude about things. I probably pushed some situations away, didn't appreciate what was going on. And in those times, Musa really took me under his wing. He kind of uh, empathized with me and had compassion for where I was coming from and believed in me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for a long while, it's just been me and Musa. Right now, very recently, I'm working on this album. I've been in uh, sessions with Top and playing him the new shit, and he's kind of like really big-eyed, like you know, which is very affirming for me, especially because all that I've been through. You know, I'm probably I'm gonna save some of these stories for like the documentary. Right? <laughs> yeah, when <laughs> you know, like when yeah, like there's just a way it's part of the rollout. You yeah, because like, there's a there's a mystique there, and it's cool for me to even you know like uh, especially after the pandemic and stuff it's easy to get jaded and be like motherfuckers don't care no mm -hmm. more and like i'm kind of hustling with that new artist um mentality and approach but yeah it's been i'm managed by musa mm -hmm. um snoop dogg is a good comparison <laughs> i used to always say it's like project pat okay and he's not in three six mafia yeah you know what i'm saying but he might as well be that's very true you know what i mean but um yeah we'll see you know it might be it might be an an official Kimbe mm -hmm. X announcement. Was it a was it a full circle moment? Oh fuck, I forget the name of that song. We had like J Rock, Absol. Um, was, <laughs> was that kind of like a full circle moment then? To kind of like if anyone was to think you were part of TDE, that would have been the song. That would have yeah. been like. Well, that that's what's interesting, and, and TDE is such a very special place. Yeah. Like Very very, very much like black owned, black operated, family oriented, like everything doesn't really make sense on the surface mm -hmm. but when things play out it's really like a even system of checks and balances going on over there yeah. you know so the time that that song was actually recorded it's like peak me having the percept like people perceiving me in like the worst like mm. you know over there but um because of because of musa fucked me heavy no matter what you know so like top was a lot is like some i'll allow it type shit yeah. you know what i mean like it and that's like a major blessing that's why I like that's why i have that loyalty to over there too because you know it's it's sincerely with some things where it's just like and it was like just little kid shit just bad attitude shit it's like when you're around grown men that's really doing shit and you kind of just you know having that just having a bad attitude it, it rubs people the wrong way and they kind of like yo we we get like we getting money and making moves over here. Like, what's up with this kid? That's you what's what I mean? that's what's so interesting. I just had one of my guests um, <laughs> yesterday. Actually, it's so funny. He was mm -hmm. my he was my first ever podcast guest, and now yeah. I'm like 200 episodes in or so. That's dope. And Seattle doesn't have a super established music scene. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair to say. 
but even with that with hip-hop there's like politics right. and local stuff but then for you to experience those type of politics yeah. to direct label that that must have yeah. been eye-opening as well yeah well, i feel like it's like it's scale you know like they had their they have their own politics amongst each other yeah so like i came in with musa mm-hmm. you know what i mean so to an extent it's politics there where musa's like nah watch like i'm gonna stand by this kid and watch this you and he was I mean? he was already connected with them before he, he met you or? <clears throat> Uh, Musa? Yeah. Yeah, Musa's like, Musa has been like road management for TD since like way before any of us heard of them. Mm. You know, like a part of it. They're, a lot of them are family. Got it. You know what I mean? Musa's top son, Punch's top son. That's like a family run business. Right. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, you know, he's, yeah, so definitely. and But at the same time, you know, like he had to, he had to earn his place. Like when I came around, yeah, he was road management Mm -hmm. he was he was trying to start his own businesses um because it wasn't like things weren't handed in i think from the fans perspective from the outside looking in it's hard to see like while we was looking at them like at the top of the world this shit was so new to them like they was all still figuring it out and they were doing it as a family Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so yeah there's definitely (laughs) the politics aspect is dope and we always talk about at the office how like uh you know the <laughs> the the documentaries be crazy, mm-hmm. but then we you know we just had this moment recently. Um, it was me, Musa, Dizo, the homie Dwayne that works at the label, um, and shout out Devin Malik. He just dropped a record. Um, uh, I, uh, we synced it. Mm. And we're talking about somebody's like, yo, the documentary is gonna be crazy, and Musa like, nah, like we gotta recreate this shit now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Cause it's still. It's a very important and interesting corner of culture that I think is still very misunderstood, just the TDE world. Right. You know what I mean? And and where it extends to like, you know, like when like the come up of like Danny Brown, how that how that helped TDE and how TDE helped Danny Brown just from the look wise and like how like that like Danny Brown, Schoolboy Q, Mac. Um, I like J Rock story a lot too, man. Yeah, and it's so. It's, but that's what I'm saying. It's yes. all these different elements. Like Isaiah's element is a part of TDE, yeah. but it's like another branch off. Scissor's element is a part of TDE, but it's a whole yeah. other thing. Like now, there's fans of of a TDE artist that have no idea what TDE is. Shit, it could be like a Marvel Universe shit. type. Of yeah, shit. yeah, damn near. That's, that's crazy. So you know? when I and this is kind of <clears throat> maybe this is I don't know if this is good or bad, but. When I first found out about Chance, it wasn't until um, I had heard of Acid Rap, mm-hmm. but I didn't listen to him until he had the the feature on SZA's, was it the Z album? Yeah. Like, that shit was the wildest fuck. What was that song called? That's like one of my favorite um, beats of all time. Oh, it's I like, don't remember what that song is. <laughs> wind when the wind blow. You know Riding with a shot. It's, it's, I can't, I'm terrible at like reciting lyrics, but that was the first time I heard of him. And that's crazy to think like the parallels there, like- Chance from Chicago and then connecting with SZA. I had a lot to do. Connected. I had a lot to do with that Ooh, happening. Really? Yeah, I did. And I'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> like, there was a, you know, yeah, there was a misunderstanding. This is way back to mm. there was a little misunderstanding between the camps. And motherfuckers just wanted the verse. And this is when Chance had the crib with James Blake. Okay. In the hills and shit. Like when Chance first was like taking yeah, yeah. off and shit. And, um, you know, I won't say that I'm the reason it happened because I'm definitely it's definitely more to it than that. But I definitely was like, "Yo, bro, yeah, you can take some credit." Cool. Hell yeah. Cool. Well, you know that don't you know? I'm just saying. Yeah. Not politically correct. You feel me? So you, it's, oh my god, just the Chicago scene just 
blows my mind. Like I, I completely forgot. I had these other artists on that are like currently like 14 and 15 doing crazy numbers right now in That's Chicago. Crazy. So with you, you're, you're saying you moved to um, LA when you're like 19. Mm-hmm. So a week after I turned 19. Did, did you have the, I'm guessing you had the chance to still connect with the Chicago music scene before before leaving. You had to have built up somewhat of a sure. music reputation Absolutely. before. Absolutely. I mean, we were we were collectively the wave. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think we would all agree if you ask like the people in my age range, like Vic was the first one that was like, you know, he was like taking label meetings and shit. Mm-hmm. He was with kids these days, the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that. And then like it was me and Alex, Kales, um, Saba. The yes. whole P- Pivot Gang was like, yes. you know, a thing. Lucky, um, No Name, um, Joey Perp. The whole Save Money thing, like Joey Perp, Caleb James, Nico, uh, Tokyo. Oh, I forgot all, about Tokyo. Oh my god, everybody. Yes. And the thing is, too, like we were all we were all peers. So I think that's what makes the Chicago scene so different. Is that we were really peers and there was a you know there was a moment at least and this is my perspective like we was definitely believing in ourselves but yeah. we was all looking at each other like okay we coming together and doing these shows at Reggie's like who going to be the first one to sell out Reggie's themselves so are those like open mic what's Reggie's breakdown no Reggie's? that's like so we would do these open mics okay. and like perform at different little like local things but Reggie's is like a real venue got it okay so we're like okay who's going to be the first person to sell out Reggie's who's going to be the yeah. first person to sell out Lincoln Hall Mm-hmm. Who's gonna be the first person to sell out the metro and like all these places that for us as teenagers, because we were teenagers, wow. you know what I mean? Like, how are we gonna um or who's gonna do it? And and I felt like that would that was kind of the measurement of um, you know, where this was gonna go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, I think like as soon as one <laughs> As soon as one person, it was chance did a lot, you know. But as soon as one person was able to do it, like it was like all of us was was starting to be able to do shows like out of town, like mm-hmm. one by one by one by one. You guys like, were collaborating a lot together and stuff yeah. too. <clears throat> yeah, that's you know? so that's so exciting to like see a community like that. Yeah, it was, was a lot of unity there for sure. Was there ever? Uh, did you ever feel like there was like a hierarchy though, or like did anyone? Did any of you guys think Chance was the one that was gonna? start doing like the reality shows like the voice and everything like that and like be that guy who's working with kanye and all that well i I think that um i definitely i don't think there was a hierarchy Mm. you know and i i think that everybody shared space with whoever was dope yeah so it's like if people respected your craft or even just you as a person like it was that simple because we was we're so like you know even the even the person that we might say people that we might say was big headed or arrogant. Like at the end of the day, it was respect there. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it was always love, at least in my experience, I can't speak for everybody, but even the way that I perceive it is very much like a Chicago was a place full of humble people that we carried ourselves a certain way because that's how we would carry each other in real life in Chicago. You know what I mean? I've been told that like, if someone's music sucks, you'll be honest about it. You'll be, yeah, well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, There's some places you don't get that though. Yeah. I, you know, Chicago is a culture of like, I think the only person they wouldn't tell that to is somebody felt like couldn't take it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because then it's not cool. But it's a culture. It's definitely a culture of a little bit of shit talking and roasting. You yeah. know, also because it's like if you don't like it, 
you know how like if i if i believe in you i need to be it's it's kind of a compliment yeah. to like what i think of you if i can tell you like that shit kind of weak bro like i don't know you know that shit not like that's that shit not raw like the last one was mm-hmm. you know um yeah i think that's good like i think that's good in general you right. feel me i do get why people are more sensitive to things like that because you want to make sure that people aren't bullying each other you know or you know like <laughs> being passive aggressive i think that's another thing chicago don't really got it's it's not a lot of passive aggression in chicago culture it's yeah it's like if we not if we not finna fight <laughs> we you could kind of say anything mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because it's just you know talking shit yeah so do you guys all stay connected is like the community still there or like since everyone's kind of doing their own thing now is it kind of harder to stay in touch when I'm in the city, you be seeing motherfuckers. Like, mm. it's people, you know, it's the community is there because it sincerely was there. But obviously, right. we older and grown apart trying to figure out our own things. But just, I do, I have, like, a lot of confidence and faith that if I just seen Joey Perp on the street, I probably ain't seen him in, like, three years. Joey Perp, that's another name. Wow. You know, like, if I seen him, you know, if I seen Saba, if I seen Femdot, like, yeah. Uh, John Doe, if I see them just randomly somewhere, we're going to chop it up like best friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be hugs there and like real talking. Like, just that. Because it's always been, a, it's crazy that it's been this long because we was all teenagers, you know? Yeah. So was, we're still young. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's but, so crazy. Like, I was fucking, <laughs> Justin Bieber is only 28. Yeah. Think he's about six that. months older than me. <laughs> like, yo, that's fucking insane to just yeah. think about how long he's just been. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what, like, it's, it was this thing where, in LA when you would see somebody from Chicago, especially yeah. when you seen that they was like grinding. Yeah. It's like it's like seeing somebody from kindergarten in the in the grocery oh. store or something. Like, oh my God, <laughs> like hey, Chicago we in this bitch. Like just start like saying all this like just talking like super Chicago. Yeah. In this fucking, you know what I'm saying, Chipotle on Melrose <laughs> or some shit. Just cause, you know, also to Chicago, LA like the promised land to mm. You feel me? Like when you out there, when you see people out there Especially because now it's like once people get older, you realize, oh, you could just move to L.A. <laughs> like it's right. not just, it's not like the dream come true. Well, it doesn't have to be as dramatic as we made it as teenagers. But I think at that younger age, we will see things like, damn, bro, you get into it, too. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about the Internet, though? Do you think <sighs> Chicago is just so many thriving artists, I feel like. Yeah. Do you think artists still feel like they need to move to L.A. for more connections or whatever the case? Or do you think. There's not like there's enough knowledge of how to make a name through the internet. Yeah, I don't. I think now people move to LA just because LA look like that mm. and the weather is like that. You know what That's I mean? That's very true. And it's kind of and also it's still it's LA. It's yeah. the same reason motherfuckers move to New York. It's like um a mecca. Mm. You know what I'm saying? For lack of a better term. Um, but of course the you know I'm sure there's a lot of up and coming artists from Chicago from the suburbs of Chicago that's popping out their bedroom Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i also think that the landscape of media now with you know um the term content creation and like all the the different outlets of getting your yourself out there i think there's a lot of dope artists that probably might enjoy podcasting more or might enjoy might be comics and and when i say that i'm saying like you know it was a time where it's like if you were artists and you doing comedy you don't people will look at you like you have no identity right but now it's like you're you know we're we're respecting that you're probably better off that way like 
exploring all the things that you think is dope. And that's what's so cool too to to see that like comedy and podcast go like hand in hand. Like yeah. You see every community with a podcast. Right. You're starting to see a lot of uh, um, artists with podcasts too, which is cool. I, I want to see more of that too, especially because we're like in a. How, that's that's another question for you. Do you do you feel like you found a way in uh, I don't know if that's the right word these modern times <laughs> to, to to connect with your like your audience in another way like through podcasting or like as an as a hip hop artist there was a time like I like to use like the the Will Smith thing where like mm-hmm. he was a rapper he was an actor but you still didn't know shit about him you right. know <laughs> okay, so yeah. what what is that like uh, being like a a hip hop artist now like do you feel like podcasting something you need to make to connect with your audience now or is it just by releasing singles or what is it well i think that is definitely something for an artist like me yeah i think that my personality and who i am is something that can go overlooked because i don't like social media it's hard for me to look at it like a job right Right. like if i sit up and podcast and i want to talk about my thoughts and opinions then it will feel official Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but if i'm just you know i think also social media like i don't know like I don't know what they changed when when you started being able to turn like your likes off and shit. Yeah, yeah. I stopped seeing everybody's posts on my feed. Like mm. I see, I only see, <laughs> say cheese <laughs> and fucking um like meme pages that I follow and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't see, you know. And and I say that to say like I I definitely want to podcast. I want it to look fo- official. I want it to look yeah. dope like this. Yeah. You know. Um. But yeah, like there's. I, I'm still learning, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Like I make sometimes I make random Instagram pages just to funnel my fans that really would be interested in my discussion over there. Yeah. Because also I think my main page, my main page is like should be like only exciting like and content that has to do with my shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like no one's asked you about. You had a radio interview that was talking about like when you dropped your your latest project. Uh huh. It was a couple months ago though. Now. Um, but no one talked like was that is inspired by Kanye's like sh- Chicago Bear like the eyes of, uh, the, of no, the character because so, I always think of I feel like sh- like Kanye owns I know what that. you're talking about like the um the bear eyes or whatever they are what's well, that's like uh <laughs> I just had a funny someone go say I'm doing some Illuminati shit <laughs> um it's been confirmed <laughs> that's that's like. <laughs> that's that's Noah Farrar's signature. Oh. So there's a viral that artist that did that cover. It's actually two artists. It's Noah Farrar whose whose signature is that those eyes. And then it's this kid named Teffy hmm. who's a um super dope artist. He's getting recognized by like West Side Gun and Ooh. Pharrell right now. I always call him out cuz he is always like just sending the Twitter timeline up with just toxic like <laughs> Just roasting motherfuckers and like just he just turned everybody against him all the time. But he's an incredible artist. But um <laughs> From Chicago or where's he? He's from Detroit. Okay. He's from cool. Detroit. But we let me talk about Noah, because that's that's Noah's design. So he he actually does work with Dot the Genius, okay. um, who is or was one of Cuddy's like main producers. Mm. And obviously he does his own work too, but that's what I know Dot for. Shout out Dot the Genius. Um it's this photo of of Cuddy. Or this this painting or drawing, I don't know how he really does it. He does mm-hmm. it on an iPad. I'm not a visual artist like yeah, that, yeah. but that's just his medium. I never thought of it looking like the uh, ah. the bear, because also I don't think that bear looked like that until graduation. Interesting, and that was done by what is his name Takashi. Where well, graduation was, yeah. but that bear was like if you look at like um college dropout, it's right. just the bear. That's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those eyes is like the graduation eyes. Yeah. 
That's interesting. Like, have you ever? I've one of my dream Halloween costumes is to dress up as the Chicago Bear, but like you can't find that shit online anywhere. The Chicago Bear? You mean like the orange? Like, well, the Kanye Bear, I oh, guess. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. The, the, is that the Kanye Bear? Did he make that? That's what I wanted. Do you think he made that design, or is that like some random school mascot from like an elementary school? Knowing or him, I mean, he might have just. You know, fun fact. I I, I want to say it's like Korea or some shit. Okay. They just have like these warehouses full <laughs> of random different one-off mascots. Oh wow! Because you know how people be dancing in the street with signs to promote a place. Like they just come up with different mascots for different <laughs> businesses all the time. And there's just warehouses and warehouses full of these things. So maybe Kanye Twelve. tapped into that market for that. It's just like, you know, or but no one kind of, you might have designed it. Yeah. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So you're so you're still in LA? Like yeah. Since nineteen. So you've been there for like almost almost ten years now then or Yeah. That's I spent crazy. I spent bro <laughs> from twenty thirteen to twenty seventeen in one form or another I was couch surfing. Mm. Or I had, you know, I had a spot shout out to homie Craig McCall. Big ass house in Studio City. I had a huge room, mm. you know. So I was, you know, but it was like not my spot. Like it was very much just uh, falling into blessings, cause you know, cause God is good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> I and I left from there and ended up like crashing on couches and sleeping on floors and all that. It wasn't until like the pandemic that I really like. So I I dropped my album right before the pandemic. Um. Name the album. I'm I was depressed until I made this. I That's dropped. Right. I was depressed until I made this. October twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. Started having a little money. I was planning on doing a whole bunch of shows. Twenty twenty, pandemic happened. Honestly, for the beginning of the pandemic, um, I was you know sleeping on my homie Wolf's. <laughs> uh, I was sleeping in the studio, mm. and I was sleeping on my homie couch. Mm. And by the end of you know by the beginning of January last year, we got uh we got a spot downtown so now i finally got my own room and shit like it's like it's very new for me you know um and i just want to say this too like to all the kids and the artists out there like do not age yourself out of shit bro like Mm. i have never well i've been feeling like a grown-ass man since i was 15 like just like looking and i mean like looking old but don't age yourself out of shit bro because all these things i described was fun and like it was character building you know what i'm saying so i just you know, it's a blessing to be in this in this space and have my own spot. I still got a roommate. You know what I mean? I'm also about to drop a crazy album. I'm about to con- like begin living my dreams for real, for real. Like, don't cheat yourself out the groundwork. Don't cheat yourself out the work. Don't cut corners. All right. Hell yeah, man, dude, you're dope. <laughs> I've been Love. I've been looking for- to- forward to this for-, for a long time, man. Like uh, like I said, like I I don't even know when I first found you, but. I've definitely been rocking with your music for a while, so to actually, I've been doing this shit for I'm since 2011. <laughs> yeah, Google Google top ten free albums of 2011 on Ooh. Forbes, and look at who's on that list, and look at where I'm ranked. Jeez. It's crazy, and also my homie got on me because I be talking about that so much, and it's like old. Oh, that's like a long time ago. Mm. Like <laughs> I'm not, I'm definitely not the same person. I was a kid, I didn't know shit. Yeah, I did not expect anybody but my friends to hear that project. You know, it it, it did a lot for me. Um, and also I know when people see my face and hear my voice, there's so many different eras that people might think of. Mm-hmm. I just, I was driving Lyft a couple years ago and, um, I picked up these four white dudes in suits and shit. Yeah. For, and Cause I kept getting these rides from this one hotel and I'm like, 
yo, what do y'all do? Like, is a convention over there? He's like, oh, man, nothing that interesting, you know? And, you know, they're like, you probably do something more interesting. I'm like, well, shit, I do make music. You know, I just <laughs> dropped an album. And they're like, what's your name? Somebody we might have heard of. I'm like, Kimbe. They're like, Kimbe X? Like, Kimbe X and Alex. I'm talking about these niggas is like 30, but I forget that, you know, just because I was 17, you know, they was probably 21 when they heard my shit. Wow. You know, and they knew who I was. You know what I'm saying? And that was dope. They, when I dropped them off, they made me get out the car and take a picture. If y'all see this, post it. <laughs> post it. I need some viral content. Like, yeah. my, my shit is so wholesome, bro. Like, my wave hits, bro. It's wholesome. It's funny. It's it's sarcastic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell yeah, man. It's motivational. Dude, and I forgot. I should have started the podcast. Well, this will be out afterwards, but- you're on tour here in Seattle. Is this your first time in no, Seattle? No, I did. I did. Um, I don't know what the venue was, but me and Alex Wiley came with Hippie Sabotage in 2016. Oh shit! Yeah, and it was a big ass venue though. Like it was some like probably 1500 cap venue. Damn. Yeah, but this is my first time, like at this scale. And when I come back <laughs> on my tour, I'm gonna say it's my first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, man. Um, well. This is this is a quick one. Um, you're super dope. I'd love to have you on again already. You got to be a mainstay on the podcast for sure. Um, I'm with it. I feel like in a not even in another life, just another t- in another time, we could like do like a hip hop podcast where we just geek out about hip hop. You know dope. what I mean? That could be dope. I love that. But uh, what is a what is some final advice that you have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers? I'm gonna say something real specific, and I swear this just came to me right when you asked. Right? Cool. So if you're a rapper, if you're a lyricist, like sometimes when you start writing a verse just write random words like just be very random i got this verse where like uh i started like i think i'm hot shit eat my flaming hots with chopsticks hit the stage and make a mosh pit with the chevy like a mock six young relatable and toxic high reward high risk dystopian presence we're scared to face the music so we break it up in sections the twirl dollar bill the herb got a pill hope it take us to the heavens if not, I got a pill, but nervous I am still. Neely folded half truths. Fuck bitches, cash rules injected with some feel good. Needles in the bathroom. Lost love for the craft because we make too many sad tunes. Flat footed running from the devil. Hell like yeah. a lot of that shit, <laughs> that shit is hard, right? But a lot of that shit is literally just, I just write some words. Damn. And just like see what comes next because a lot of times you be trying to judge some shit before you know what you're doing. Yeah. And like when you get. Once you get into it, you look at what you wrote. Like, oh, that shit's kind of tight. Yeah. Last thing, I, last thing is that I heard, I've heard a lot of artists like their best songs are the ones that almost feel like they're like possessed, and someone else is like writing it for them. Facts. Yeah. It was like I know I just did some hard shit when I'm like reading what I just wrote. And I'm just laughing like because <laughs> it's like it's no because and this is what I'm trying to share like it's no way I would have critically thought my way into these bars. Yeah. Like I allowed myself to say these things, and that's a lot of what it is. Hell yeah. Well, what is the easiest way uh, for people to reach you, man? Um, telepathically. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, K E M B E underscore X on everything. Um, yeah, as of right now, Spotify, uh, Apple Music. My favorite song I just released is Cozy Forever. Go check that out. Go check out Duh. New music on the way soon. Hell yeah. This has been the NAS podcast with Kimbe X.